Welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast with just one goal, to make you an incredibly successful WCSU student and graduate. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today, once again, I'm reverting back to my day job um, to bring you information about something that if you live on campus and you plan to live here again next year, you really want to pay attention to. We're speaking about the returning student 2019-2020 room selection process. So joining us to help explain all of this to you are Ed Melvahill. Hi, Ed. Hello. How are you? Ed's our Associate Director for Operations and Lafayette Gerst. Hi, Lafayette. How are you doing? Good. Lafayette's our Penny RD, and he and Ed work together on the selection process this year. So welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to start off with the biggest thing. This show is initially set to air on March 18th, which is two days before the biggest thing that you have to do in the room selection process happens, which is the day that your deposit is due. Um, so, again, they're due on March 20th. If you're listening to this after March 20th, you got to come see us to see what we can do for you. Um, but if it's before March 20th and you're listening, that's the first thing you need to do. Otherwise, you can't participate in room selection. Ooh. So... Once that deposit's paid, Ed, what happens? Can kind of run through the whole process, and then we'll back off and sure. kind of go through it quickly. The, the quick part of it is the deposits, again, due the 20th uh, of March. And then uh, what the next big step would be is handing in some paperwork, some very important paperwork. And it seems kind of daunting at times, but when you look at it, it actually is pretty straightforward. Um, we break things down into two groups, partial groups, which could be a, person, a, a group of one, or full groups. We encourage everyone to sign up together as full groups. That means uh, those who, who want to have, have to room together in a full room. You're going to fill something out called a group registration form. Please, 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 please only do one group registration form per group. On top of that, you're going to get a, um, a housing application slash contract, which is going to be pre-printed if you paid on time. All that gets submitted to the, with, with the registration form and must be handed in uh, by 4 p.m. on March 28th. That's the biggest thing that you have to worry about doing right now. After that, I'm going to go behind the scenes, and Luff and I are going to try to figure out when everyone comes in based off their party points to get to pick a room. You'll be assigned a specific room, uh, I'm sorry, a room assignment time, and uh, that's going to start on April 3rd, and then it's going to, uh, the whole process will be done by April 9th. So you'll get an assigned time. Uh, your group will come in, or you'll come in as a group leader and say, this is the room I want, this is the building I want. We sign you guys up, and you're all set. All right. So, oh, you were going to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to add to make sure everybody knows that it's one application slash contract per person in the group that must be turned in with the registration form. Not one only, not only one yeah. contract, but one per person. So, yeah. Correct. And and at the same time, it comes as a packet. So, Correct. so yes. like I said, I, I want to back off and just kind of go through things kind of step by step sure. now because it is complicated if, especially if you haven't done it before yes and we talk about different forms and i know hearing about those sometimes is not as easy as seeing it sorry we're not a video show yet but uh <laughs> keyboard yet hopefully well no hopefully not <laughs> i don't want to have to dress up for this so um so the first thing is they pay their deposit by march 20th and then the next thing that happens from there is a few days after that, um, anyone who paid that deposit on time gets a pre-printed housing application and contract. Now, not everything that you need 
is pre-printed on there, but stuff like your name and your ID number and your priority point totals and we try to put as much as we can on there some of the stuff may change if you see a, um, a phone number that might be changed you can of course just change it on there uh, it's pretty basic of, of what the information that's coming in uh, is uh, but they fill that out uh, if it needs to be obviously you sign and date the back of that it says a signature spot a spot you have to definitely make sure you, you fill that out without that in pen because it is a legal document um, <laughs> we won't be able to accept it um, you're gonna hand that in though but here, here's the catch there's two days that you have to worry about either March 27th or March 28th. The 27th you have to worry about if you're interested in residing in one of our learning, uh, living learning environments. Um, honors housing is a perfect example. If you want to be involved with honors housing, you have to be obviously accepted to uh, the honors program. And then you have to fill out the honors application, which can be found online on the housing website, and submit that with your actual housing contract that's pre-printed for you as a group under the group registration form. That you're gonna, it's um, pretty much like a a bright pink that we haven't put it in this year. Uh, but you're gonna fill it out and hand it in together on the 27th. It's a day earlier than everybody else. The reason why we do that is because you're not gonna go through the full room selection process. So you don't have to worry about it. Once you hand that in and you're approved, we'll let you know immediately if you're all set or not, then you're done. You don't have to worry about it. The other part is if you're interested in gender neutral housing, uh, everybody has to be uh, um, approved for whichever building you're gonna go into. We do have gender neutral housing in Grasso, Centennial, and Penny Hall. If you have a full group, which you do have to have a full group, uh, you would have to hand your information in from the general housing application, as well as, again, the pre-printed forms, um, on the 27th of March. Now, I know gender neutral usually requires a meeting yes. with, with either you or Lafayette, Correct. right? Correct. And so should students do that meeting before the 27th, or should they do it after the 27th? I would recommend getting in as early as you possibly can, because realistically, there's two of us. And when we have a number of, of rooms coming in to try to, to meet, because we have to meet with everybody in the room, um, it's better to get it done earlier, because the longer we wait, we may run out of time. So please, if you can get it in earlier, you're going to hand it in. It's, the, the form is, again, you can get it online, or if you want to come to the housing office, you can fill it out there. It all gets handed in together. We meet. It really is going to be about a 10 to 15-minute meeting. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you've got those two things coming on the 27th, and then the 28th is a day that... All Everybody of our packets. Else. Anyone who's looking to get a room for next fall needs to have their stuff turned in. Whether that's in a full packet, which is whatever building you want to live in, however many people that apartment or room can accept, mm -hmm. or a partial packet, which, as you said, could be one person up to four people. Correct. Depending on the building. Okay. Same form, so you don't have to worry about changing anything. You don't have to look for anything separate. Right. It's the same form. Uh, when, it, when, you get, when you bring it into the housing office, because all forms are due in the housing office, uh, please don't try to give it to your resident assistants, your mm -hmm. resident director, or uh, advisors on campus. It has to come directly to the housing office. Uh, we'll separate it when it's there. We'll go over everything, make sure everything is all set. Again, we're going to be looking for things like making sure your housing deposit's paid, uh, making sure that everyone that's on that form that, and where it's set that you want to go to, everyone is eligible, mean, meaning you're going to have either the right age for each person or the credits for each person to get into that particular building. We don't, uh, if you have, say, 21 credits and you want to get into, say, uh, Centennial Hall, but my, but your friend may only have four credits, that may not work out because you can't mm. add the credits up. You have to all be eligible for that specific building. So while we're talking about eligibility, um, Lafayette, do you have the building eligibility requirements? Can I do. Can you talk about those a little? 
Sure. Um, <clears throat> we'll start with Centennial Hall. If you were trying to get a Centennial, then you it's own... It's like Jeopardy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> you must be projecting the completion of nine credits by the end of the spring semester, by the end of this semester, if you want to get into Centennial Hall. If you want to get into Grasso, then you have to... You have to have 24 you credits. Have 24 credits. But, but there is one difference with that, too, uh, with Grasso versus Centennial. Centennial, yes, we do have an age limit. It is technically 19. However, that's one of the buildings that we kind of say, eh, you know what, everybody can come on in. Once you're on campus for the first year, we move everyone to the to uh, west side. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a, a little bit of a given there we can let yeah. move in. Uh, the difference with, with Grasso is you do have to have either the 24 credits or be 20 years of age by the first day of classes. Right. And then Penny is what? Penny need to have 57 credits. Okay. By the end of the semester, or, or 21, have, yes, or be 21 years old. We do have a catch with that, though. Mm -hmm. With yeah. all the buildings over there, uh, if you are three credits shy, we do allow you to go into the into the process and go into those buildings. That what you would have to do is you have to fill another form just to add to it. Unfortunately, but you add to your packet, and it's uh, a um, it's a form that says essentially you're going to. Uh, make sure you make up those extra credits that you're missing within the next uh, semester, either over the break or during the next semester. It's not something that you can go, oh, I want to complete it three credits now and three credits later. It mm -hmm. is only three credits. We don't do anything else other than that. And that essentially... Well, we do fewer than three. So if somebody had two credits... Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Not more. It's just so, like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that form is called the credit exception form. And uh, if you get a hard copy of it, it's a um, bright yellow copy of it, and it has what all the, um, the age requirements and the, the credit requirements are at the top of it as well. But that is only to be used if you fall into that category. Not everybody needs that. So if you're trying to get in a penny and you come with only 52 credits, you cannot fill out that form because right. you're not within the three-credit limit. So. But if you have 54, you could. Correct. Yeah. Is he confused yet? I think probably. <laughs> so. All right. So they paid their deposit. They get their contract application and fill out what they need to fill out on that, making sure to sign the back of it. They have their group of people that they want to live with, and so they collect one of the application contracts from everyone who's in the group, mm -hmm. and they put it with one completed packet, uh, group, group pre-registration pre packet yes. form. And those things all come together. If people are below the credits they need by three or fewer credits, they should also attach with their application the credit exception form. Correct. For now, that one person that needs it. Right. Or if it's more, you know. All right. And then there's one other form that people might have to fill out. It's used very rarely. Yeah. Uh, we do have some um, majors on campus that do not allow their students to sign up for classes for a full uh, credit load uh, until either the semester starts or just prior. Um, a condition of, of staying on campus is you have to have a full course load. So we, we understand that, but um, if you're a student teaching, there might be, it might be a placement mm -hmm. problem or uh, certain uh, music majors uh, may be required to wait until they know when, uh, when their assignments are going mm -hmm. to be. So they kind of hold off on that. So we do have to make sure that we do have, for all intents and purposes, a promise that you're going to make sure you're registered uh, when you get here. And that particular form is called, um, uh, I'm dropping it all here, uh, the Housing and Residence Life Registration Waiver Form. It's a regular white paper form. Uh, it asks for basic information of who the student is, where you're living, uh, currently living. The student signs off that they're promising they're going to, to make sure they're registered. And on the bottom part of it, it says it goes to the department chairs. 
uh, we, re- we asked the department chairs uh, know who you are, of course, and they're mm-hmm. going to sign off and saying, yes, this person is part of our program that does not allow them to sign up for classes right now or by the July 15th deadline. Uh, so we're going to make sure that they, they can get in. We do accept a department administrative um, staff there to sign off on that too because um, I feel sometimes they have a, a good a good thumb on what's going on, mm-hmm. have the pulse there, and they'll be able to help us out. So we work with them very, very carefully. And usually can find them sometimes more easily. Yeah, they're, they're, they're usually in their office yeah. right there. We can mm-hmm. get them. So uh, if you are one of those students that do fall under that category, you just fill that out. Again, it's used very, very rarely, but it, it's another option there because, again, the requirement for us is that you do register for full-time course right. load. This gives them that, that, that little bit of leeway. Yeah, and so those forms are usually at the desks in mm-hmm. your, your residence hall, um, but... Don't let anyone tell you you have to have all those forms. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, you know, just make sure that they fit your circumstance. Now, one of the things I know that always happens as people are putting groups together is that they want to know if a student is not living on campus right now because this is a process basically for students who are living on campus so that they can secure their rooms before yeah. anybody new comes in. So if there's somebody who is currently a student here but they're commuting – and they want to live on. Can they be included in the group? Yes, they can. Fabulous. If somebody has a friend who has decided they're going to transfer from Eastern or Yukon or Pace or someplace, uh, and they want to include them in the packet, can they do that? That they cannot do, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, we do want to make sure that our students that are here first do get the priority on campus, so we do allow commuters to come through. Uh, we would limit that if there was such an overflow that we just didn't have the current space. Mm-hmm. The worst thing to do is to have somebody in housing and say, I'm sorry, we don't have a spot for you next yeah. year. So we'd rather not do that. But we do have the ability to do it right now. We're going to continue to do mm-hmm. that. Um, we only ask that what they do is the students themselves have to fill out their their applications like they would anyways. Uh, you can fill it out online, submit it to housing. Um, they do have to submit their contract with this form as well, the mm-hmm. pre-registration form. Uh, so essentially, we ask they're just going to print two copies. You're going to send one to housing so that we have it. We can put it in there, and the second one goes uh, with the group uh, registration form. Uh, on that form, I want if I could talk just two, two seconds sure. about, there's a group leader and a secondary leader. We have those two people uh, on there for a specific reason. Once we get this information, if there's any problems or if we want to send out the, the assignment times, we're going to send it to those individuals only. And those individuals are, are essentially going to give the information to everyone in the group, uh, they're going to make sure that everybody in the group is all set, meaning they have all their, their applications and contracts, make sure that they are eligible for whatever building they yeah. want to go into before you go to room mm-hmm. selection. Uh, and uh, they're going to check to make sure that they're, if it's a commuter, they're going to have that, that uh, application as well. Yeah. And so just you know, a little more on the commuter student, we need an application from them that they turn into housing before that. They need to have paid their deposit. Mm-hmm. And we also need them to have provided health service with a copy of a meningitis vaccine. Correct. Uh, I guess, what do we call it? Meningitis, that they've had a meningitis vaccine at some time within the last five years. Correct. And that should happen before we get to the end of March. So if you're thinking, if you're a commuter student now and you're thinking that you want to live on campus with somebody, get that stuff done now. Does that make sense? That's, that's absolutely <laughs> perfect, yes. Okay. So... They've got one group pre-registration form, which talks about their group leader and a secondary leader. They've got the forms, uh, the contract application forms from everyone in the group. If needed, they have a registration waiver 
for a um, credit exception yep. form. And they put that whole packet together and they bring it to the housing office, which is in Newberry Hall. And they hand it in to our workers at the front desk who then take a look at it and check it over like you were just talking about correct. to make sure that we have everything, that all the information is correct, that we know what's what's going on. Okay. So I've, I've gone ahead of myself in my questions. So um, I think you mentioned this before, but the housing office is the only place that gets turned in, right? Yes, it is. So don't give it to your RAs. Don't, don't give it to your it RDs. Nope. Don't leave it at the front desks. Those all have to come down to the housing office in Newberry on the first floor. And a reminder again when those are due. Those are due uh, on the 28th of March. Mm -hmm. And again, as you said, we said it a couple times now, but they all have to be brought in together. It's one packet. Please don't come in piecemeal, meaning um, three of us are going to come in at 8 o'clock in the morning and two more are going to come in the afternoon. That you're separate groups at that point. Yeah. We have to put everything in. We have to process it. So bring them all together at one time. The entire group does not have to come down. It's just one person, no matter who it yeah. is, bring down the full packet. Yeah. Nag your friends. If they haven't given you the the paperwork that you need, nag them to get it. Because like Ed said, it, you get separated into different groups if it's not all there for and one thing. we can't change groups later on. We can't break them up, take people out. We'll put people in. We, we can't do that. So... Things have been turned in now. We got mm -hmm. them in by the deadline. What happens next? Well, it's an easy part for everybody because you sit back and, and your group leader and your secondary leader are just going to simply wait for an email from me. And that email is going to be saying exactly when, uh, based off your priority points, uh, wh when and where your uh, selection is going to be. So um, if you're in a full group, the essentially the first three days that we're going to have are April 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And uh, we'll get everybody in as quick as we can. You'll have about a five-minute window to come on in in the housing. I'm sorry, in the Newbury Hall lounge, and we'll have it all set up in there. A bit nice, big space. You're going to come in and see, look around the room, and see on, on posters what's open. You're going to select a, a room. You're going to actually come down and tell us exactly what bedroom people are going to be in as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so try to have that stuff done definitely ahead of time. Um, you once you make a selection. That's it. Well, yeah, but you can have a, a, ch a chance to change the rooms after the second week of the next semester. But un <laughs> until then, uh, that's that's the spot that you all selected. You can't break up. You're all together because you're a full group. Yeah. Uh, if you're a partial group, um, essentially those are a different set of days. Uh, well, one's kind of an overlap. April fifth, yep. eighth, and ninth. You're gonna get the time to come in again. Five minutes. That's the one time that we require all students in that particular group to come in. So if you have a group of three, everyone has to be there. Um, the, the purpose of that is if for some reason we run out of rooms and we have to break a group up, then I don't want to put that other person that happens to be there in a bad spot and, mm -hmm. and in an awkward state. And you just go ahead and have everybody show up. If for some reason a person cannot show up or if even if a, you have a full group and no one can show up for their times, we can't reschedule times because it's based off your priority points. Uh, there's another form you can fill out. I know it's another form, sorry, <laughs> but you only fill it out if you need it, and it's called a proxy form. It's on a red piece of paper, and what that does is it's, again, a legal document that tells tells us that you can't be there to select a spot, but you're going to give permission for whoever you want to choose that mm -hmm. spot or for housing to do it for you. If you want, uh, regardless of who it is for us or for someone else to do it, I just recommend writing down the bottom what your options are that you would like, mm -hmm. and that will just give us another opportunity to try to find what you want. Sounds good. Um, so... At my appointment, I come in, I look at what rooms are available, I pick my room, and then I'm done. Essentially, yes. All right. And then 
as you just said a minute ago, I can't make changes to that. Like no. I go out and I find that my other friends picked a room three floors down from where I picked. I can't come back in and say I want to change it because we can't do that. We're already processing it in our system. It's done and, immediately. And, yes, and it's done. So. Um, I want to shift gears just a little bit now to talk about if I didn't pay my my deposit on time, what happens with me? If you don't pay your deposit on time, uh, that means you cannot go through the room selection process. Uh, we will set up a time that will be able to have uh, um, uh, an opportunity for you to come in to see what is available. It's going to be after that date uh, until we process everything, make sure everything's all set. It will be before new people come in. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, if you, once you make a deposit after that date, we're going to keep a running list and we'll let you know when that date, is, that date and time is going to be to come and select a spot. Okay. Um, now, if I want to learn more about this process, because like I said, hearing it audio like is, is sometimes difficult for people, where can I find this information? Well, unfortunately, I am one of those individuals that <laughs> sends the 47,000 housing <laughs> emails to everybody, so I apologize. Uh, but you're going to get all the information on, online there. You can get the uh, the copies of the desk. Um, in each of the halls, there's also a blown-up portion that has uh, the entire timeline uh, of everything, of when and when and everything is due, when you have to do stuff by, uh, and what the requirements are for the West Side campus. So everything is there, and we'll be sending out some more. Another perfect example is online. Um, we have on our housing website, uh, again, all the information is on there. There's even a short little video that Mary Beth put together for us. Uh, tells everybody how to do it, and a much more concise way. Thank you very much. Uh, but it's it's all out there. We, we don't hide anything. We, we put it out as best we can, and we try to put it in multiple formats. But um, And again, I'll just apologize one more time. You're going to get a lot more emails from me, and I apologize. <laughs> just say that again. I apologize. You know, I know that we get questions all the time from people about why we don't do this electronically or online. Can you just talk about that for a minute? We like to see people. We want to interact <laughs> with them more. Um, realistically, uh, we, which is we, one reason actually, it actually really it is, is. It really is because you get to you get to sit down. The RDs will be there with everybody, and they actually get to interact with people mm -hmm. and say, "Oh, knowing your personality, oh, this might be a better shot for you." Or uh, if you're there, partial groups, they might have to help put you together. Uh, we are going to be having some um, on uh, uh, roommate uh, meet and greets and information mm -hmm. sessions in all the halls. Look out for the posters for that. Um, but. We don't have the software that gives us the ability to do that right now. Yeah. Uh, we would like to have that, but my fear is, again, losing that personal touch. Yeah. But until then, we're going to keep uh, trying to make it as, as personable yeah. as we can. So we try to make it – it's complicated, but it's not terribly complicated. Mm -hmm. It's fairly simple. So um, anything that I forgot to ask about that you want to tell people that it's important? I just can't emphasize enough. You have to make sure that your housing deposit is paid – on time, and that doesn't mean five minutes before it's due mm -hmm. to come into the house, uh, come into the cashier's office and say, "Here's my check," or put it in the mail that day. It has to be processed by the cashier's office in order for us to be, to accept it. So I'd recommend doing it well in advance of the due date. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's honestly the biggest yeah. thing, and getting the paperwork in on time. We we do unfortunately get from time to time people coming in giving us the, a packet of information the next day. Uh, unfortunately, we can't stop. Once it's done, I have to go into overdrive and get everything mm -hmm. ready. I can't add you in later on. So the timeline, the due dates are, are are completely crucial. Yeah. So they've been in your email. They're posted in your buildings. There's stuff on our website about it. We've got a cute little video that reminds you. So <laughs> take advantage of all those things. Um, and I would just want to say this. 
as a piece of advice, what I would suggest is if you're curious as to whether or not you're going to live on campus or not next semester and you don't know what you're going to do, I would still go through the process and do, do your housing application and get a room. At least you get a spot versus not doing it and then later on you don't know what trying to do. Trying to fill in. And trying right. to fill in and you end up somewhere you don't want to be or with people you don't know. Go ahead and go through the process now and get yourself a room. You can always, except for certain circumstances, you can always you know do what you have to do later, but get yourself a space now. As long as you remember that there's a, the the deposit is a non-refundable deposit. Correct. Um, always. Uh, always non-refundable. <laughs> we have to definitely emphasize that. But uh, getting that spot, I mean, I know it's two hundred fifty dollars, but yeah. at least you have that space. You have it set aside for you, yeah. and you're good to go. Um, if you do want to or need to for some reason remove yourself from housing, there's a process for that as well. All that information is online. Uh, that has to be done in advance. So, just during this process, if you if you have the inkling that you want to be here, make it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to wrap us up for room selection for the fall if you're a student living here now and returning next fall for campus. However, if you do still have questions, you can ask your RDs for clarification. You can swing into the housing office and ask us a question. You can take a look at our quick little video. It's, I think, a minute and a half. <laughs> so it's not a lot of time. Um, you can ask Ed questions or things, but you can always... Also, email the housing office itself at housing at wcsu.edu, or you can email me, as always, at griffinm at wcsu.edu. So, Lafayette, Ed, thanks so much for Thank you. Appreciate being it. with Thank us you. today and helping explain this relatively complicated thing for us. Um, I hope that anyone who's listening tunes into some of our other podcasts because they're really good and they're filled with great information. And uh, that'll be it from Gab and Grow. Bye, everyone.